Okay, it is time to partner with Betfair and preview Eurythmic Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton teaming up to record episode 145 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is 11.30am on Thursday, the 13th of October. Northern today, Ascot and Leinster Cup Day on Saturday, Kalgoorlie on Sunday. So it's a Goldfields doubleheader. We'll be, we'll be punting at Leinster. 100% we'll be passing at Leinster. <laughs> what was the winner? We, you, you came across right at the right time last week, didn't you? I did. I did. Oh, no. oh Dennis. Dennis, yeah, D. Rodman. <laughs> D. D. Rodman, yeah. yes. The $1.20 favourite. What was that? Devil Girl or whatever it was. Go across. Uh, first, first time on dirt going around a dollar twenty. Yeah. Jeez, that's a bit thin, isn't it? Yeah, old D. Rodman. Come on. Yeah, old D. Sasha Staley just gave us a 20 out of 10 from the 1-1. <laughs> one, one. She did too. Off she went. She certainly did. <laughs> um, so you had a busy weekend, didn't you? You had Leonora, Mora. Um, oh, yeah. And you know what? I just wish there was more of the same, to be honest with you, BJ. Yeah, non-stop, non-stop. Um, Don't yeah. know if you got that. <laughs> more of the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, home, the, home, forget. the hometown of Dane Hollingworth as well. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. I did because he told me about nine times on the day. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he mentioned it several times. He so said, he he said a, next uh, year we're going to get, instead of opening day, we're going to get a, a bus to- uh, 100% uh, that. A bus to more Cup Day. <laughs> 100% I'd do that. Better than that 260% uh, markets the bookies do on course. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm all for that. But uh, BJ, don't forget to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And uh, we have semi-final number two of the uh, Mundaring Hotel's uh, WA Racing Mastermind uh, Media Mogul Challenge uh, to meet... Mickey Heaton, who mm. demolished Scotty Embry last week. We've got Brittany Taylor and, geez, the undefeated, mm-hmm. the, the always undefeated Jay Rooney uh, going head-to-head for that coveted second spot in the final. But yes, yeah. can't wait for that. Um, firstly, though, Terry, have to give a shout-out to a gentleman by the name of Murray Coombs. Now, uh, Murray was um, we have to announce him as a joint winner of last Saturday's Get Out Stakes. Murray submitted an entry with MTA um, 0.75 length margin. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't come up in our mentions. And therefore, when we declared uh, Tim Jardine as the winner, we didn't have him in calculations. We just want to send an apologies to our man, Murray, uh, who's been a supporter of the show for a long time. Uh, he has been awarded a... Um, $50 voucher to the Mundaring Hotel and hopefully he goes out there and has a fill up with all the, the gourmet goodness out there. Did I say that? Sorry, uh, Market City Meats rather. Um, so just want to send an apologies to Murray. Murray Coombs, Tim Jardine, they were joint winners of last Saturday's Get Out Stakes. Terry. Very good. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. Of, apart from all of us, the back treasured star. Uh, <laughs> Tim Jardine as well. I'm not sure if I got the name right, but I think I've had a few frothies with Tim Jardine in the past. I think he's called the pig. Yes. He's friends. I think he's friends with um with one of my good mates, uh, Matt Knorton. So that's the case. Let me know, Timmy, because I, I reckon you're a bit of a loose unit. I've heard some stories over the journey. So uh, well done. Make well, sure you eat those, eat those steaks before you have your next set of froffies. <laughs> his his uh, Twitter handle is at SlipperyPig14. Yeah, so I, think you've I got saw it. Right yeah, he, he 
I saw the photo. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I'm pretty sure that's him, but it was a it was a long time ago. I'm talking yeah, 15, 20 years ago. I reckon, so. Yes. So uh, yeah. So just a shout out to our man Murray Coombs, and um, yeah, hopefully you get out there to Market City Meets and fill your boots. What's happening in the uh, wonderful What's happening in the wonderful world of Best exactly Best? the same as every single week? I reckon uh, preview online. And uh, that's it. Have you, uh, been, going, have, have you been getting on uh, giddy up with that, Gareth? That, that, yeah, going on Gareth's and uh, nearly did a clean sweep yesterday. I need to pray again to win to, uh, to get the four of them up. But uh wasn't to be. Um, Donga winning a photo on the last. It had to be, didn't it? Just the way of the day, the way it had all gone down. Really drove that horse to the line. So um, everyone was dead quiet out there, which was lucky for him. So that's a joke. I'm just kidding now. Having a bit of fun with it. Um but, uh, yeah, just bits and pieces. Preview will be online Friday, I think. Friday, I think it goes up Friday morning, but they don't tweet it or anything till the Saturday because obviously Betfair's not liquid till then. So has, has it, actually, it actually goes up really early Friday morning if you search for it yourself, but I don't think it gets sent out. I don't really know, to be Is, honest. you have anyone at, at you on Twitter asking where your prices have gone? Ah, a few private messages actually, yeah, and I told him to go and show it up there, Russell Coits, to be honest with you. So I was giving, probably giving a bit too much away. So I've already written this week's one. I have mentioned a few prices in there though. So I uh, just over the carnival, we get a bit more generous, you know, A few, few little kernels in there. Few yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Very good. All right. Well, let's get cracking on Eurythmic Stakes Day. And the first thing that we must do, Terry, of course, is the Ascot Track Report brought to you by Witten's irrigation and design whether it's racetrack residential or commercial water wisely with wittens all right beautiful spring weather here in perth uh where uh, what are we talking track wise on saturday terry I think we just allow for a fair deck. We saw a mate really good ground midweek. Last week was on speed, so be mindful that could be the same. But uh, look, the conditions are nearly the same with the same winds, the same temperature. Rail's just out three further metres. So at 12 metres, you can make ground. At three metres, you couldn't. So what do we allow for? I'm not too sure. Um, Go with your speed maps and just be mindful about maybe uh, don't team into one from dead last early um, just because there has got to be the possibility you might not be able to make ground. But... Yeah, let's just allow for a fair deck and not overthink it. Well, one of the fancies might be uh, timming home from what uh, might be settling last in the first as well. So, um, mm. yeah, just a note from from Craig Whitten himself. Um, he said that, uh, of course, he's in charge of irrigating the uh, magnificent Ascot Racecourse. He said they've likely put on eight to ten irrigation uh, today and another six to eight uh, tomorrow. A good oh. for good for track expected. And the um, but yeah, just just one over mention of the uh, the overall times from opening of Ascot um, last Saturday. Um, some of the races were super fast. I mean, Blackwater Bay was almost eight lengths faster than average. Never sober, five lengths faster than average. Um, played quick. Yeah, played quick. Uh, Carly's Karma was almost nine lengths faster than average. Snowdome, eight, and then MTA, six and a half in the last. My, obviously, the, the track was, was firmish, but the, my understanding was the, the length of the grass meant that the it's not, it wasn't as long as it, and lush as it can be, Ascot, oh, okay. which led to the- How the much pump. was it growing this week? Well- A I, centimetre? Yeah, it's, uh, we'll have to get our man Craig Whitten to come on and there discuss that further. So, but yeah, I imagine that it was probably a bit too quick and a bit too firm for the participants' uh, liking. So, uh, I imagine they might have um, done some 
minor adjustments this week to to take a little bit of the firmness out of the deck, but still expecting it to to play play quick, um, and which is what we we love about Ascot as well. Um, mm. So, race- I didn't even make a joke when you said a bit too quick and a bit too firm. And really <laughs> 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 good ones. That's a really good ones too. Uh, uh, Unlike you to pounce on something like that, Terry. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. right. Race one is the Amelia Park Plate for the three-year-olds over fourteen hundred meters. Still waits and penalties, and uh, one of our one of our good mates, Paul Huckle, is one of I don't know a hundred people uh, who have shares in all the Kingsman. All the Kingsman is the current two dollar twenty favorite for the opener on Eurythmic Stakes Day. Field of eight, it's drawn eight. What do you think the What do you think the Pontiff will do from that well, draw? Let's just start by notating BJ that mm-hmm. we don't have odds. Uh, we've only got Brad Bet and Bet three six five. Apart from the features, everybody else is. Um, very for? sloppy this morning. Well, usually they're up by about 10. Yeah. So all a bit sloppy this morning. So, um, yeah, we can uh, – we'll just go off a mixture of Brad and 365 anyway. I'm just on, the, uh, I'm just on odds comparison and I see better. Mm-hmm. Better is up there now. The yeah, they're the – yeah, they're up there. Exactly right. I've actually got that in the to-do list and have a mm. bit of a look at that later. So, um, yeah, very interesting. The, yeah. The they, are, uh, town. they are, of course, the, well, the, the people behind Bet R are uh, um, apparently in front running for yeah, buying, the, buying the West Australian TAB as well. Did you hear, their, did you hear that they're um, what they did before bookmaking? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were pirates. <laughs> 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 Bit R R. Good work, Terry. Good work, okay, Terry. I, I didn't actually pre-plan that. I promise. I actually just saw that. Anyway, that's nothing to be proud of. Uh, look, very. Uh, I do like all the king's men in the first BJ, but I'm worried about the. Uh, I'm worried about the speed map. Uh, I'm not going to be one-eyed here uh, and just back all the king's men blindly. That's an eye patch joke. Um, yeah. Look, I think it was obviously super first start. But let's go back and have a look what it beat BJ. Mm-hmm. Beat enticing and dance cocky. So that might not be the strongest form reference. Uh, that's 66 plus. So a bit mindful of that. I feel like he's rising four kilos and he's also going up in grade almost a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So I'm just mindful of all that. I think he's your winner. I think he's the one I want to sort of be on, but I, I sort of want $3 to have a bet just with those queries on the uh, speed map. So upper I limits. Think, and- I think I think you might even achieve that. I don't know. There's not many other backable horses mm-hmm. there. I think Upper Limits lead, Santorio Breeze. Yep. Rejuva King's off a little freshen up with big weight. If it beats me so bad, I'll cop that. Not sure about Central Force, the racehorse. Um, I really like to catch these hands. I think this might be a bridge too far, but yeah. I liked its last 200 over 1,000. Yep. And I think if it gets a 50 to 1, it might be me each way. Um, but I've marked Sesswa's second favourite. But the thing is, Sesswa might be no good. I'm just not sure, but I just I, I trust the yard. I love the speed map, mm. and I know, and I know Sean will ride it out to the line. So, I, <laughs> I'm just joking. That's my last one. I do. Uh, I think that it's got the potential. After a, a run at Northern, you can probably put a line through. But uh, all the Kings men for me, BJ. I'd love to see three dollars, and I'd be uh, happy to. Uh, have a crack if I see three bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, he's a uh, he's a genuine Guineas prospect. All the Kings man. Um, what did you make of Central Force thus far? This uh, Bob Peters. Uh, just a battler. Just a battler. Just a battler for now. Yeah. Yep. No, no interest whatsoever. How's he going to win from last? Like if it yep. if it wins from last, then good on it. Yeah, yeah. All the Kings man as well. Good luck to our man Huckle there. Um, mm-hmm. And PK. Re- really nice, uh, really nice horse in the. And I think just the the eight horse field. Um, 
I don't think the speed's super, like super, so I don't imagine them to be hooning along out in front. Field bunches, um, wheeling, using the camber, Ponoff, all the Kingsmen can swoop over the top of them. Um, yeah, hopefully, but I'm a bit like you, Terry, wouldn't mind a little bit more juice in the in the price. So mm-hmm. race two is the Tab Touch. West Speed Platinum Series, heat number one, of course, uh, leading into the $100,000 West Speed uh, Platinum Series Final on Winterbottom Stakes Day. This is the first heat of the series. Um, and we have, uh, geez, ain't no other man has got some uh, reasonable form lines heading into heading in this particular race, Terry. And Halatorian, of course, owned by some of the who's who of West Australian racing coming off a uh, eye-catching fifth at Kalgoorlie last start. Tell you what, that fifth's looking better when you do the meeting as mm. well because that's uh, the, the centre part of that deck was absolutely horrid. Some of those horses that were on speed and um, and kicking uh, aren't that crash hot. It was it was an amazingly um, on speed day at yep. Kalgoorlie. So definitely give Halatorian some credit for that. He hadn't had a run for five weeks either. So look, I I think he's just a an even horse. We know what Halatorian does, but if Lactar can get him out, there's really good quality speed horses in this and tuck in behind him. Mean, he's not completely impossible, but I, I doubt he ever gets to who, what would be a who leads Sneaky or Dan uh, There's there's four options, yeah. I think, leading-wise. I think they'd love to lead on Ain't No Other Man, but he just doesn't step all that well. Yep. Um, so he probably has to land in behind them. If he does step, maybe he could really try and own it. Um, but obviously, Sneaky Fox goes quick. Requisition will probably park up here, but it's just naturally a really good beginner and quick horse. So yep. it'll end up forward. And then uh, the two, you said Dance Cocky and... Um, I ain't no other man. So they're, they're your four, and I think they just sort themselves out out in front. And I think um, maybe with the exception of Sneaky Fox, who I don't think will be in the finish, the other three are really capable of um, of just about winning this race. So that's why I find it very hard for a horse like Price Pursuit, who I don't think is, uh, I think, does his best racing at Kalgoorlie. Anyway, it's going to be back last. Key trade, I've got shorter in my market than Price Pursuit. Love the trial. Um, but it's just from last. If, if you drew barrier five or six, it'll be each way all day, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think this will be a really uh, uh, on pace speed orientated type race. I've got Ain't No Other Man on top, but yep. I mean, Brad's 340. I'm looking at 365. It's 290. Those prices aren't getting me. Like, not for a horse that struggled to win. Oh, it's 260, 365. Gee whiz. That's short. Um, so not for a horse that's uh, struggled to win. Um, it's not going to get me. In saying that, if you look at the horse that's been at home, it's been Snipperucci. Uh, it's been Let's Gallivant who won a Hannon's Carly's Karma is yeah. now going to go to an Asian bow and maybe a railway and, and defending took the entirety of the straight and it's going super. So, mm. um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not been beaten by slouches. So, uh, ain't no other man on top. But I, 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 to be honest, I want four bucks to have a bet. And even then, I don't really mind too much. Dance cocky each way might get me, I reckon. I don't know. I'm open. It's um, hard with that odds. Probably have to mention as well, there's a bit of a query on Lucy Warwick riding at um, Ascot on Saturday. There was a. Oh, she's uh, off. She's off half her eyes already. She's so still, she's still she's named. Not. She's still named on uh, requisition, but I imagine that she'll be. And this will test you, yeah. yeah. And then, so I imagine she'll be uh, unavailable to ride on Saturday after taking a, a tumble um, off uh, Desengo at Ascot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just keep she's an all, eye. She's she's okay though. I think she's from yeah. yeah yep. Jay messaged us earlier, and she's okay. So. Okay. So, but yeah, I I would have loved her to stay on requisition. I think that requisition price is. Um, 
it's quite reasonable considering some of the horses that are shorter in the market um, coming on the quick backup after mm-hmm. fighting out the finish last Saturday. Um, Different form on. Only beaten a length and a half behind Real Grace and, and uh, was a vampy at play. And the stable mate, I thought, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jedi Mind run a cheeky race first. I didn't mind yeah. its, um, its trial win. And uh, from one, Sean McGruddy, maybe three back the fence. Um, uh, another pikish type ride there for uh, Sean McGruddy and Jedi Mind can run a cheeky race as well yeah yeah i'm with you i think the race is running one between sort of those six horses that all settle in the first six seven on the fence in you know what i mean that yeah. little sort of patch there so um yeah late prices it, it's really Ain't no other man's the, gonna the be podcast super without a price yeah. yeah well yeah it's just hard to yeah that's the thing i'd be if it was 250 i'd say let's take it on all day if it was 440 i'm saying i'll probably have a bet here so yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Hopefully, prices come up shortly. Okay. Race three is the Jade Canane Handicap. This is over 1,800 metres. It's in the ratings 70-plus band. Um, Buster Bash on the quick backup after placing in 78-plus uh, last Saturday. But the speed's going to be very interesting because the inspired native chimes who led them up in the Calgary Cup and finished a fighting third is in the race also. So uh, I wonder who's going to find the top here, Terry. Uh, Buster Bash, I okay. think. I reckon that they found the top with Native Chimes because uh, they drew the wire. They drew out and that's just how it all panned out. Mm-hmm. Similar to the Carnarvon Cup to some degree. Um, they, yeah, they were just drawn sticky. So came across and that's how it worked out. Look, I, I don't reckon Native Chimes will want to park on Buster Bash the entirety. It might pop to the breeze, but I think, I think that Brandon will be show some intent with Buster Bash to get across. I think Kira will just let him go. Probably, probably happy to to land outside or, or stalk, um, pending how happy Native Chimes is to settle. That's what I was going to say before, sorry. Mm-hmm. Native Chimes in the past for Paige Kenny wasn't the best settler, but it looks a bit of a different horse for Darren Pateman. So um, very interesting. Uh, worth noting, Lucy Warwick is off try for us. And Peter Nucky, let me just double check that. Peter Nucky has gone on on board try for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks ready It looks ready to win, but yeah. the, the, 20, the 28 days between runs is a big red flag for me. Their Crescent City, I like back to the 1800. Don't think it's a true stayer. I think they should be looking probably at mile races even rather Blink, than 18. Blinkers on. Blinkers on, but uh, I'm just going to take luck out of the equation. I've marked I marked Buster Bash $2.90 here, BJ. Uh, I think they can cross find the top, and I think it's the simplistic way to go, and I think it's the obvious way to go. Uh, two goes over past a mile have been two of its best wins, I reckon. Um, no issue with the firmer deck, no wish, no issue with Ascot. I've got it crossing and finding the fence. It's going to be in front a long way. It's going to be about four bucks. It's just an easy bet for me. I, I could get beaten by Try For Us, who's off 28 days. I could get beaten by Crescent City, who's got a non-winner's tag. Mm-hmm. Native Chimes uh, is the next in line in the market. And if it beats me, so be it. It's coming out of um, dirt racing and a, a dubious Kalgoorlie Cup form line where if you're on speed, you're dominated. So... Uh, Buster Bash for me. I'm just going to go for the leader at Ascot early in the day. Yeah, Buster Bash uh, makes perfect sense. Uh, third to MTA and Eor Ways in the last the get out stakes there at Ascot last Saturday. Quick back up. And the big, the it was, big he was, it was a gap race. between runs there, wasn't it? A, the, a gap between runs yeah. and B, not suited back to 1400 yeah. whatsoever. And yeah. it was a super effort. Those two horses are beat at home. It's yeah, it's a good, it's a really good run. It was a good race too, like depth yeah. wise. So for him to be unsuited at 14, offer offer let up. I mm-hmm. guess you'd call it. Um, then quick back up, 1,800, uh, finds the front, rolls along uh, early at uh, Ascot on a Saturday. He's the one to beat. He's the one to catch. Stable mate, Rationale. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. 
if it wins, it can Ascot can they can end Ascot season now. <laughs> I, I had an absolute launch. Every fluctuation, I reckon, twenty six is down to about eight. And yeah. Paul Harvey, the worst part was he gave it an absolute twenty out of ten. Yeah, I at least want to be able to blame someone when I lose. Who was I going to blame? <laughs> All I could do was look in a mirror. Very <laughs> me. Could we blame the Belmont, uh, the Gluey Belmont track? Yeah, on that definitely occasion? Belmont. Yeah, yeah. we'll blame Potsy. Yeah. Potsy put. Potsy did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, no forgiveness from the guru when it comes to rationale. All about the stable, nah. mate. Buster Bash, Brandon Louis on board in the Jade Canaan Handicap. Rats oh, race oh, oh. three of the day. Race four is the Conquer Cystic Fibrosis Handicap over 1,000 metres. It's a, it's a graduation 60-plus um, event. Bit of speed here, Terry. Um, Three-odd street parade. Started favouring, got rolled first up when resuming at uh, Belmont Park. That was 21 days ago. Um, another uh, horse resuming here is Lex- Lexington City, who's won uh, two from four for, from the Simon A. Miller Yard. And I didn't mind the run of our wind spirit in a better race uh, last uh, the opening of Ascot meeting last Saturday. What are your thoughts on uh, on this race? Of course, the Conquer Cystic Fibrosis Handicap. Down the bottom here, my bad. The uh, One of the favourites here is Laced Up Heels, who was one of the eye catchers in the three-year-old classic last Saturday behind Snow Dome for LK Fernie. Yeah, I've got the top three in this market, uh, all $6 or less. And then I've got the fourth favourite, about $10 million to one. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, very much focusing on three horses here. Laced up heels uh, is the way I want to be going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be market dependent. Not much between it and Lexington City in my market. But laced up heels was held up the entirety on debut. Uh, I know Luke's always had a, a big opinion of this three-year-old as well. And yeah. it was held up the entirety on debut. Sat deep when winning a Northern Maiden. Very impressive. And what I liked about that as well, she actually showed the ability to jump pretty cleanly out the gates. Um, she then obviously and, yeah, was, held a spot too, didn't she? So, yeah, yeah, well, she just sat, yeah, she yeah. sat deep, but she just because she missed the kick badly uh, in the trial and then first up she was back last as well. So uh, it was nice to see that. Jade snagged her in the three year old classic, which was understandable with the speed and the race. Um, and she was huge. She ran the quickest last two of the event. She was held up for a portion of the straight. Uh, she couldn't have done any more. Um, it's funny. She's in a 60 plus, but she's actually well out of her grade mm. because she's a 58 rater and she could have got another five points. But I think she w- wins races like this very comfortably and she's a, effectively would be a 70 rater. And if, if that makes any sense. So even though she's not well weighted, I think, for her ability, she's well weighted. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, BJ. Yeah. Um, so look, the, the two ways I was looking at this is Lengths in the City leads didn't wear blinkers in its trial, which I thought was uh, a really nice trial. You got Street Parade and the Breeze. The thing with Street Parade and the Breeze is that you got the Apprentice on it, and maybe Taj will put a bit of pressure on Lexington City early, mm-hmm. as the apprentices can do. Um, so I, I didn't know if there was much between those two. So it was either back one of those two or look for the other point of difference in the race which was laced up, up heels to hopefully park not too far from them and come them late so i think that's the way i want to attack this so uh pretty keen to be on laced up heels here but um yeah mindful of of lexington city and, and to a slightly lesser degree street parade okay yeah laced laced up heels was her and i guess top of the pops were the uh, the real yeah. outstanding runs in the three-year-old classic behind the winner of course uh, last saturday i think jade actually got time um uh, moving, moving, uh, shifting outwards, that led to interference to one cool gal in the straight. But she mustn't start her time until after this weekend because she's riding Klondike Kenny all the way down from Carnarvon. But um, 
Yeah, from four, I think if, if Brad can, Brad Parnham, that is, if he can begin cleanly and, and land somewhere in the first four, five in transit, one off the fence. Um, yeah, it looks like, it looks like a terrific setup because the speed's going to be genuine and uh, this three-odd filly can just lob along behind them, I, heel and get the last crack at them. <clears throat> I don't, it should be genuine, but if Street Parade isn't as attacking as I think it won't be, that's yep. the thing because there's no other real speed. I, I don't know if Lace Vinsky Lace gets anywhere. I don't yeah. know if that gets anywhere near him. I don't know. Feels my like, worry feels like is three wide, no cover attacking. Lace it does. My, my worry for laced up heels is the three horses underneath it. Um, I still, this is the horse I'm going to bounce still, but I'm just giving you my reservations are yeah. uh, three horses, Al Capone, Klondike, and our wind spirit who can kick up to that sort of spot it wants. And then it ends up on the back of a, um, yeah, it ends up on the back of a horse like Al Capone. I don't know how deep that takes us into the race. Sorry, mm. Lockie. So um, that's my worry. But in, in saying that races, um, yeah, that's not necessarily how it'll pan out. And if all Brad needs to do is just get some cover and get it out and let her wind up for 300 metres and she just might have the motor to get past him. Yeah, yeah. The um, I, I really like the effort of our in spirit last Saturday, but he's gone the quick back out rising to 61 and a half. Oh, just, mate, um, some of Lindsay Smith's placement on this card is yeah. – I'm – yeah, I just don't get it. Like you got a horse first up for four months, and he's going to back it up off seven days um, as a sprinter. Like I find that just really, really it's odd. Vintage Lindsay Smith, this stuff, Guru. So uh, when he first burst onto the scene, this was the these were some of the things that he was doing. But uh, mm. um, but yeah, nice run uh, just behind him. Uh, didn't have a lot of luck beating a length behind Riverbow last Saturday, but does climb up to sixty one and a half, and it's got to give a, uh, a sharp three year old in the form of laced up heels. What? Seven and a half kilos, and even even Street Parade's going to get in with fifty three and a half, thanks to thanks to Taj's mm-hmm. claim. So eight kilos uh, swinging the weights there between the Toppy and Street Parade. Who I, I just thought just it wasn't a very efficient ride on Street Parade. Bad, bad ride, Street Parade. The other day, I think uh, Lacta just need to ride him um, like, aggressively. Like, like aggressively, find the front. Um, and then and control the race from there. But he allowed himself to get spooked a little bit by some of the um, pressure from the two Parnham runners on that occasion. And a bit of a stop-start sort of ride, and it didn't didn't really suit Street Parade at all. But I, I'm tipping, I'm not I'm not quite ready to jump off the Street Parade bandwagon just yet. I think he can he can roll forward, Taj on board, be a bit more aggressive, and I think that'll suit the way that this horse likes to likes to perform. If that's not your trifecta in uh, in one order or another, I'd be very surprised. That's probably, to be honest, you're probably going to get sort of $8 of money if you box those three. Cost $6 to box in market or pay 50 bucks a trifecta. So that's probably not a bad little play for the Lexington race, City Street Parade, Laced Up Heels. Laced Up Heels, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, I've got, I've got them panels the rest. So. All right, let's take a break, Terry, because it is mastermind time. All right, BJ, I'm very excited about this week's semi-final, and it's time for this week's Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Who's going to join Michael Heaton <laughs> for Zip in the final, BJ? The Media Mogul Tournament semi-final number two. We'll bring them in shortly. Shout out to our sponsors, the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Beautiful weather on the horizon here in Perth, Western Australia. Get up there and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Feed, flutter, Froffies out there on the big deck and uh, soak up the sunshine. Let him know you listen to the one one, of course. Yes, we've got uh, a big semi final coming up here between Brittany Taylor and Jay Rooney. Jay, of course, is uh, on the Mount Rushmore 
of uh, the uh, Mastermind competition. He's um, Him and Toby Dunn are up there in an illustrious company for five straight victories. Brittany Taylor will be coming in to try to knock him off, secure her spot in the final, and try to win the first Friss Award for the uh, Media Mogul Tournament. Let's bring them in. Brittany Taylor, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Uh, you must be excited. Firstly, you, this is a bit of a free hit because you've made it a little bit uh, further than your uh, your brother. So that's uh, that's job number one done. <laughs> that is true. Although I feel like everybody has already written me off, and uh, I must say I couldn't have been picked up anymore with my appointment. <laughs> nah, you, you did. You, you copped the rough end of the barrier job. But in saying that, did you really want to run into Michael Heaton last week? That was like a. No. It was a freight train. It was an exhibition. It does give me confidence because obviously Scotty went into that matchup as favourite and I'm just reminding myself that sometimes favourites can get rolled and if the 1-1 podcast wasn't able to win the uh, 2021 <laughs> media award, that anything can happen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Scotty, Scotty already had uh, shirts made up as well, apparently, for his win last week. So, uh, as, as did as did we. So, but at least... Uh, I am the, the, the key- in this situation. <laughs> The, the, the key thing is, and the thing to remember is, as long as Dig Deep won the two-year-old the year, that's all that really matters to me. So. <laughs> we've, we've got there, a, has been some upsets. there has been some upsets. Been Brittany's some upsets, making a very yeah. good case for herself at the moment. Yeah. She? So yeah. um, <laughs> she's basically declaring herself. Just, just wins, Britt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring him in to Mr. Mastermind, Jay Rooney from the West Australian. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, guys. Good to be back on. Uh, yeah, what I want to see today, Jay, for the sake of the battle, is I think last week when Embry went 2-0 down, he sort of, uh, I don't know, it, it's a different kettle of fish when you're chasing. And I don't know how many times you've been behind and and uh, the lead has been a couple of lengths in front. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm expecting you to dig deep uh, if, that, uh, if, that does, uh, if that does occur. But uh, how are the confidence levels? You must think this is going to just be easy. No, no, well, Brit's no slouch, that's for sure. So, uh, and, and she is declaring herself, so I'll let her take that and I'll, <laughs> I'll go in. The end. I'll go and find that. <laughs> Uh, very good. So Jay uh, and Brittany are both super experienced when it comes to the mastermind and they know how to play because your names are your buzzers to be crowned this week's mastermind and win your way through to the grand final. You'll need to be the first person to answer four questions correctly. Terry. Okay. Ah, uh, Jay Rooney, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Brittany Taylor, are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> I could do better than that, couldn't I? Three, two, one. Who am I? Uh, I'm not certain if this horse is retired or not, but I have not raced since August of 2021. I was once touted as a future star of WA racing, but never really hit those heights. I won on debut in June 2019 with Lee Newman in the saddle before instantly spelling and coming back first up in the 2019 WA Guineas. While I was not overly competitive in that race, I was part of a minor in-race controversy involving Steve Parnham and his mount. 
I ran second in the Rangeview Stud Classic at start number four in Bunbury. The first of four black type seconds in my career. The others being the 2021 Detonator, the 2021 Bunbury Cup, and the 2021 Blue Spec Stakes. I never won a listed race. I won four Jay, on Jay. the Montalina. Oh. <laughs> He's done it. <laughs> he has done it. He has very, uh, I was very trying good. I the whole time. I'm going, War State, War State. What's the horse that interfered with War State? And I couldn't think of its name. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh dearie, Steve, man. Stevie wasn't impressed with uh, I reckon with, oh. with, with Banjo post-race, put it that way. <clears throat> I reckon <laughs> you would have got the next clue too, Brett. I was named after a famous chateau in the Napa Valley which I'm sure my no. trainer, Darren McCall, I thought of love to visit at some point. I am Montalina. <laughs> Jay okay. Rooney won. Brittany Taylor yet to score. All right. We've done this before, so we know how this next segment works. Who was the last jockey to win a board? No dice. Jay. 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 Paddy Carberry. Uh, no, it was actually short. No, actually, sorry, it was Paddy Carberry. So, <laughs> sorry, I saw that photo yesterday. Uh, it was Paddy Carberry. All right, first to two points for a point. So it's one nil to Jay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Platoon? Brittany. Brit. Brittany. Rick Farnham. It was, was Chris Chrissy Parnham. Yeah. Back over 1,200 metres. Was it the Cyril the, Flower? Um, Cyril, it might have been the Cyril, Cyril yeah. I think it might have been the Cyril Flower. All right. Here it is. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Pure Devotion? Brittany. Brit. Brittany. William Fyfe. Oh, oh bang. bang on the board. Yeah. What did I say? Jay was one nil in front, chased him down, grabbed him on the line. It was, uh, it was William Pike um, in the, no, it was just a 78 plus actually. I, think so. I reckon it might have right, been. Over to you, BJ. Did, did it beat Black Shadow that day? I think it might have actually. Uh, yeah. It might have done. Anyway, uh, the score is one all. Okay. Name the horse that will compete in a fourth straight Crawford Stakes on Saturday? Jay? Jay. Indian Pacific? Incorrect. Brit for the steal. Stage man. Oh, oh stage oh, man. Stage man. That is correct. Yeah, stage man. My, my guess was Mervyn. That that's a really good question, BJ. I like that one. Back from uh, back from Victoria, from a stint of Danny O'Brien, he's lining up in his fourth Crawford on Saturday is stage man. Okay, 2-1 to Brit. Name the trainer that won both the Crawford Stakes and the – Ooh. How do you even know what the question's going to be? Jay. <laughs> Danny Morton. How? Oh. <laughs> How? You've probably written a story about it, have you, Jay? Have you, Jay? That, uh, was, that was several. No, what I, year no, were you I talking? remember that day. What is the question? <laughs> Jesus the question Christ. the question was name the trainer that won both the Crawford Stakes and now Eurythmic Stakes on the same day in 2018. It was of course Dan Morton. 2018 with Dainty Test. 2018. How do you how do you ping that one early? Dainty Test. Have and a look Man behind Booker. you, BJ. Have a look behind you. I reckon Jay's standing there. <laughs> 
Pleasure. That's incredible, Jay. He's in the roof. Yeah. All right. Two two. So yeah, Danny Tess and Man Booker. Big day for Morton Racing Stables back in twenty eighteen. All right. Next question. Who has ridden two of the last three now? Jay. Mitchell Feynman. Oh, correct. What's going on? What is the question? How are you doing? What is going on? Who has ridden two of the last three (laughs) Eurythmic Stakes winners? Mitchell Pateman, he won on uh, Velvet King. And Tax Agano, um, and he will, of course. I saddle, didn't even hear you start up. the question. <laughs> <laughs> he will saddle up. This will test you in the Crawford as a trainer on Saturday. All right. What, what's the score? Three two. Jay Rooney. Bang bang. All right. This is for the win. On Crawford Stakes Day last year, Brad Rawwiller won on two outstanding sprinters. Elite Street was one. The other. Is now tra- is trained by Lindsay Smith and has since gone on to win at Flemington. Brittany? Britt. I actually have no idea. I'm thinking the first Lindsay Smith was in the boat. Incorrect. <laughs> Jay. Triple missile. Three. Triple missile uh, is the answer. He's done it. Four, two. Jay Rooney survives a massive scare in the semi-final and he's won his way through to the through to next week's grand final, the tournament, media mogul tournament grand final against Michael Hayden. Congratulations again, Jay. Too good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, uh, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to taking on the, the Heaton next week. See if I can... Uh, do a bit of a better job than Scotty did. <laughs> hey, Britt, what have you? What have you just? What have you just caught there? There were two questions. I reckon there was about four, four words said out of probably a thirty-word question. And uh, I, I can't understand how he's got there. Truth, it was in 2018, you've asked, and he didn't even get to the year of what he said. That's just... I didn't even get to the second that, race. Mate, there's a, there's, a reason he's, there's a reason he's Floyd Mayweather of the Mastermind, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> I didn't stand a chance. Yeah, you did really well, though, Brie. You actually, you actually didn't, <laughs> if really. You, if, you, it's, if, it's if you grab impossible. that triple missile question, we go to a decider, too. So, un- mm. yeah. Oh, just rub it in, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you were that close. But, Jay, congrats, mate. You threw again another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. And Brittany, uh, gallant uh, in the semi final. And thanks again for playing along. Well, thank you. Well done, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> thanks, uh, guys. thanks guys speak to you soon bit of a slugfest there in the semi-final number two guru yeah it certainly was certainly was that's um yeah it's a late i think jay's obviously does his research about the feature races and um and he was just very quick on to it he i think he always guesses the question yeah he read, he read, read out read my mind i think yeah some of those questions. He, yeah he certainly did so um yeah, no, good. That's just, yeah, that's a leap. So good luck, Michael, next week. <laughs> yeah, so Michael Heaton and uh, Jay Rooney will be playing off for the uh, for the champion of the Media Mogul Tournament, sponsored by our great friends up there at the Mundaring Hotel. And once again, um, if you want to enjoy this magnificent weather, uh, head up to the heart of the hills this weekend, uh, check it out, and make sure you say g'day to the great man in Butchie O'Connor. 
Okay, punters, we are back with race five, the Project Building Supplies Handicap. This is a mile graduation, 60 plus on the handicappers scale. Uh, at the moment, with the uh, running off the uh, the Bradbet markets, the number three strike now with Brad Willer and Jason Miller is the $4.80 favorite, but it's wide open because um, Lindsay Smith, who we just spoke about in the in race four preview, has got Mystery Island on the quick back up at 550, and there's uh, horses like Mrs. America, powerful, no change, all uh, George Gently, even all single figures currently. And let's not forget Yemen Lass. Let's, on the not, let's not forget. I agree. TK, let's, let's not forget. TK Leighton um, Enterprises is uh, a $7 chance after a dominant performance at York last start. And the lads are all out at the track. Well, I think they're all out at the track. I'm. Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear back from one of them, but I think we've got all the, we, what we wanted. Lemon, Yemen Lass, mm-hmm. I've always had a good opinion of Yemen Lass. You know that, BJ. Yeah. She's, she does a lot wrong. As a re- she's had 13 starts. She's won three of them, and she's probably run last eight times on top of that because she's, um, yeah, she's got a few little few little quirks, does old uh, Yemen Lass. Is it, it's a bit of the, um, uh, what's his name? Old Duck No Dinner for Yemen exactly Lass. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Shout out, to, uh, shout out to Ed Langdon, yeah. Luke, Luke messaged me on Monday and said, I'm thinking about doing something silly and nominating Yemen. If we had a weak race and we find the fence and we may as well go to the mile because if it was, we, we'd prefer this to be over 1,400 okay. every day of the week, even 1,300. But um, yeah, when we saw when I saw the nominations and the fact she's big chance of finding the rail, you, I just thought, you've, we've probably got to have a go here, don't we? It's, it's an incredibly weak race. Uh, yes. It's an incredibly weak mile. So I'm absolutely tickled pink with that, to be honest with you. So my my thing with Yemen is I don't think she'll run out the mile, but what a time to find out. We yeah. get in with 54. I reckon she's quick enough to cross no change. Who doesn't muster that quickly early. Yep. Uh, powerful probably comes across to the breeze um, and, and she's going as well as she ever has been. So if we're ever going to find out if she does one a little bit further, this is exactly the situation. And um, I, I don't think she's impossible. And I'll tell you what, if we can get her up, these lads on course, there'll be some celebrations celebrations occurring from there on. I, I reckon there'll be a little Twitter bar tab put on somewhere throughout the evening. I reckon I'll be giving it'll be that type of setup. If Yemen wins, who pushes Luke Fernie out the way to, to do the post-race interview? I don't think anyone pushes Luke for anyway. <laughs> let's be fair. Um, yeah, he commands a bit too much, bit too much respect than that. But uh, uh, no, I want to, I want to hear him drop as many cliches as possible. <laughs> that's what I'd be, that's what I'd be hoping for. So, uh, look, I, I, yeah, I love the setup for us, but I, I don't think, I don't think Yemen will run out a uh, a strong mile. That's my gut. But in saying that, I look at her run mm. three starts back over the twelve hundred deep uh she was probably the run of the race alongside horses like all metal cold chisel uh henchard um ace fire they've all come out to win to win races since um even that 1400 meter race two starts ago she laid in so badly but you watch her final 50 she wanted to keep on coming so um yeah massive massive watch on her if she's able to to run roll and, and dictate on a firm ascot has, has to lead holly holly watson on board yeah Fame she'll be instructed to, def- to, be, to definitely lead has, she'll be instructed has to, to lead and lead. then uh we'll give some cheek i think terry because there's not a lot that's going to be able to run her down really um how many have how many have as big a heart as she does <laughs> that's one thing in the form guide it says sort of distance track soft track good track it doesn't say heart size though it's right and i really i really think that needs to be uh to be looked at it needs to be factored in for sure she's got a tiny one <laughs> <laughs> um like like a lot of its owners <laughs> what can what can what can beat you terry 
Uh, I, I marks powerful and no change favourites. Yeah. But I, I, when doing this market, I just said, I like what, like what is going on? It was a great market just to be like, I just don't really care. I'm going to bet as an owner this race, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. So I was about seven dollars seventy Yemen less. Um, I marked powerful, no change favourites, but very long priced favourites. Uh, I just thought that was the probably the best form reference. They're going to race on speed. Happy to take on Strike now from last. It's I think it's just a battler that's starting under the odds every start. Mystery Island off seven days back to 1600 for a horse that has won over 2700. Like that's <laughs> random. Like it's, it's like you're saying the horse isn't a stayer. It is, it is a stayer. So it can win because of the class of the race. And if you want to find even crazier placement, Stylax is yep. off seven days, 1800 back to 1600. Um, second up, like again, it can win because the race is that thin, but what, what's going on? Mm. Like, what, what do you make of that? You just, for me, I just take them on and if they win, you go, well, you're a hero. So, and then you've got George Gently, who'll be back last. Honorfic, I don't think Honorfic's impossible. It's flying up on the dirt. That tells you a bit about the race. And then I think Durant's pair are um, absolute battlers. So, there's just nothing here. Mm. There's nothing in it. If she gets a mile, she'll win. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'll have something on Yemen. I'm definitely going to be having something on No Change, who was at the top of my market. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought he's uh, he's been racing really consistently all preparation. He just kept coming at Kalgoorlie underneath uh, Kishore um, last start, just behind Powerful there. But with the run, he's likely to enjoy no change. I think he's going to be in the right spot and um, racing well. And that was the way that I was sort of leaning. I had no change on top, but I'll be having something on both no change and Yemen less. You a bit surprised by the current market with no change down in sort of equal fourth favourite? Yeah. Yeah, I am actually. It looks a bit of a bit of a wild one. No, see, even, and it's that's just not, Picking on Brad's market, I go to three six five, and it's even longer uh, with Bradley. So very, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, very nice. It's a good race to own one in this week, isn't it? Uh, so, I think I think she'll lead, kick, and give you a, a really good sight. So um, if she's in front of the post, I tell you what. Yeah, this might be our last podcast. That's just, <laughs> no, Mate, I'll see you Sunday. <laughs> if you survive the Kalgoorlie round, I think you'll be <laughs> right. <laughs> Race six is the ballpoint construction handicap. Um, what do we got here, Terry? We've got a ratings 66 plus event over the 1200 meters. Um, Interesting. Look, just looking at the top weight here, Pims Royale having its first start mm. for Graham Ayres. Just having a bit of a change of scenery there is the, uh, the old champ, Pims Royale. So <laughs> the favourite is uh, <laughs> the rock. <laughs> The favourite is, uh, swear to God, a uh, very talented three-year-old taking on the older horses, Lacta Romilly and uh, Russell Stewart, currently 275, Brad Bett. Um, looks like the only other horse under single figures here is Reign of Fire, Geordie Turner and Colin Webster. So the market really opens up after the three-year-old, swear to God, who, um, who has form lines through all show, running second to all show, and that filly, of course, started favourite and was probably a, a very, um, probably a good thing to be in the Thrill Classic last Saturday. Swear to God, Lacta, Russell Stewart, will be getting any of yours, Mr. Layton? Yeah, as long as the price is there, it will. I've, I've got no other runner under 10 bucks. So uh, I might Groundbreaker, who I think is really progressive, actually, is my second favourite. Um, that's coming out of that really good trial with Mr. Cover and Bustler. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of sandwiched those two. So uh, yeah, I've got it and Rain of Fire sort of on the second line and a pretty distant second line as well, to be honest with you. So, yeah, swear to God, I think is one of your two really good bets for the day. Um, I've marked it a flat even money. Um, obviously, the, the barrier is a slight worry, but 
I sort of think it can sit deep and still win if it has to. Yep. But because all the speed's drawn outside of it, I'd like to see a semi-aggressive Lactar early, follow that speed across, tuck in on it, and there should be there should be gaps um, because you've got Hibiscus Lady, you've got Agent J, and could be a bit of one-one action for and you got Kmart. Just anywhere, just happy on speed, mm-hmm. um, safe horse. I think it's got these covered by um, by panels because I think the all show forms anything. So I really like this horse. I swear to God, as a mm. prospect, I think Rusty's got himself a really really nice one here. Um, just ran into all show breathing fire first up margin back to third as well um second up back to ascot i i think i think there is an opportunity for lactar to drop in in the one one just just slot yeah. him in there and um it doesn't even have to be one just just wherever forward. just go forward, forward follow yeah. them all across and just 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 wherever he gets in and um yeah this just needs to be a simplistic ride i think those leaders stop on you um yeah you're, you're the best horse you're waited to win you just got to uh, find a spot. Yeah, there'll be plenty rat- rattling home from back, um, but I, I can't see, can't see. Swear to God, landing on speed and anything, um, and with even like anything really getting over the top of it, down on fifty-five kgs. So um, <laughs> looks look, looks well, well placed actually by Russell Stewart, and using this as a stepping stone to some features, no doubt. So swear to God for me as well. Yep, very what, confident. Just one question: What price you got Ace Fire? No, no, no. Didn't price it. Oh, I did. I priced them all. Uh, sixty-one dollars. Okay, all right. I was on last start, and it was heartbreaking. Three twenty into two forty, and uh, tried to find gaps at York. You don't try and find gaps at York. <laughs> I tell you what, that's <laughs> number one rule of York Club is don't find gaps at York Club. No gaps. All right, sellies. <laughs> Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Uh, race 7, the first of our features is the Furphy RS Crawford Stakes listed over the 1,000 metres set weights and penalties. I think... This, I think every horse that nominated for this race has accepted, Terry. It's a... Uh, full, horse, full, yeah. full 16 horse field. It's a fair old horse race. Mm. I, uh, I'll i be honest with you. I got uh, I got someone to back this will test you for me uh, this morning. And now Lucy Warwick's off and I'm I'm a little bit disgruntled. There's, there's a dearth of available jockeys and um, not saying whoever goes on can't win on it, but whoever goes on probably means the price drifts a little bit. So... Uh, that hasn't been a, a good start to my punting car. It's only also back so far. Um, but uh, this is a cracker, BJ. Uh, so just, was there any? Th- just one second. I just Sorry. wanted to just to give the listeners a bit of a feel for the race. Uh, these are the recent winners: Elite Street, Indian Pacific, Fabergino, Dainty Tess, Volkov, Malibu Style, and Shidel Shining Knight and Magnificio. There's some big names there. Mm. Shidel, I think, went over to win a Group One in Melbourne. She might have won an Oakley Plate. Danny Tess won Group races in South Australia. Fabergino, of course, we know all about her. Indian Pacific second in a, a Newmarket down the straight uh, six at Flemington, and uh, Magnificio, of course, went on from this race, I believe, and to win a Winterbottom Stakes. So, um, been a traditionally really, really good, uh, good race over the years, and a good pointer to uh, to what's to come. Pointer, pointer, pointer. 
Um, yeah, look, you run this race 10 times, you get five different results. I reckon it's uh, it's going to come down to luck. It's going to come down to settling positions. Yeah, it's going to come down to good rides and luck, I'd say, mostly. Uh, Miss Kentucky will probably start your favourite, and I think she deserves to start favourite. But from barrier one, you're going to be four back of the fence. It's going to need some steer, this. Oh, some it's going to need some steer. And I've, I've allowed for that in my price. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if she draws eight, I'd probably mark her. 323 bucks maybe but she's drawn one so I've marked her about five dollars um yeah it's just such a hard steer it's just such a difficult steer and it's usually Chrissy Parnham as well so this isn't Paddy Carver's normal ride but he's obviously got the pick of the Simon Miller um trio or has he got four no four the pick of his four. quartet yeah. um so yeah look I just think yeah, understand Miss Kentucky. She makes a lot of sense. Great trial behind Snowdome. Uh, blinkers went on. They are now. But, uh, yeah, so much luck's required. So um, I'm really pricing for that luck, BJ. Um, yeah, I've sort of alluded to the horse that I liked uh, at the prices. Where did you Where I, did you map this will test you? Uh, so I, it all depends what they do on Will Chino. Yep. But I, I would think the best option for Will Chino would be you don't want to because she's not going to win a race for me. She's not going to win a race parking and out sprinting them. So the best option carrying the 54 and a half would be to say, just accept you're going to be three wide outside Indian Pacific on speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you got 54 and a half. You're probably the best horse in this race um, and just see how you go from there. She's won three wide, no cover in the past. So I was hoping this will test your followed across Will Chino. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I was yeah. thinking. It had her back. But yep. again, I'm, I'm wary. We could be deep. I'm wary. She might have to get further back than intended. Um, I price this race willing to back whatever came above my price. I wasn't, I wasn't set on backing any particular horse here. So, uh, but I'm sort of, I'm pretty long Will Chino. I, I can't see Will Chino winning it on map and I price that accordingly. I think mm-hmm. I'm uh, $13 and I could have been longer Will Chino. Um, I'm happy taking on stage men on the comeback, even though I think it's the best performed horse in this race. Um, just the fly, but the flight back and, just not for me, stage man at the $6 mark. I'm sort of happy to, to bet around stage man. Um, Nerodia, I think, can win the race, but again, it probably won't get me that price. Amasinus, it might be a really good thing to draw barrier 14 here. Um, Stevie Parnock can follow the three wide line, get wide. And if you watch last year's winter bottom, I reckon this could be run like last year's winter bottom. Stacks of speed, Indian Pacific, Merv, and those type of horses stopping on them. And those horses out wide with clear air just get to let down like we saw... Uh, we saw outrageous run fifth, fourth or fifth in yep. the uh, in the winter bottom because that was the the moving line stage and ran second. Obviously, Graceful Girl won it. Um, Laverod so, was in the similar spot. Yeah, as well, yeah. exactly Grand right. Four. So it was just horses in that moving line that were were benefited. So uh, fascinating race. If Paddy Carvey pulls all the right reins, get all the luck, uh, makes everything work with Miss Kentucky, I think she'll probably win. Yes. But I, I'm going to price for that luck, and and that means I'm probably not going to ever get a bet price Miss Kentucky. So. Waiting to see who goes on this or test you. Looking at available jocks, I presume it's going to be Natasha Faithful or Jason Brown mm-hmm. if Lucy isn't riding. Um, I think that's a loss, a big loss. I really liked Lucy on the horse. So I'm, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have dove in um, had I known that. But in saying that, still probably above my price. So for the sake of a tip, that's probably me. And I, I'm $9.30 pans down, actually. Um, mm. Currently $17, $18. Thought the trial was great. I don't think there's much between that big group of horses um, will yeah. need luck like Miss Kentucky will, but Miss Kentucky will be three fifty four bucks. Pans down will probably go around $25. So um, just a couple of notes for the luck. A couple of notes in regards to Nero Dio pads are on their front feet. Um, Nero Dio gear, gear change there. And the 
Uh, first up here, Zushan. Pad, pads are on. Pads are on. Sorry, yes. Did I say that? Ah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know that. That was yeah. Just, well, forget, just, forget, just, forget it then. Just notation. Oh. Zushan, um, Sue Olive's first upper is uh, was previously trained by Tony and Calvin McAvoy. Um, so it's a East Coast import. Is this five year old mare um, trialed quite well behind Express Time and Amelia's Jewel. That was just on Monday, just gone, and now is uh, first up in the uh, in the Crawford on Saturday. So, um, but yeah, so this this horse has won a Group Three um, over the twelve hundred meters in Hobart. Is Zushan's claim to fame? So uh, interesting. First up there for me. I um I thought that on quality in your Pacifics over the odds at the moment. I think he's going to roll roll oh. roll forward. Um, roll forward going to probably tuck in or will tuck in just behind or just um, outside of the leader there, Mervyn. And I think uh, I think the $18 and probably better on the day is not bad for a horse of his ilk. Back at Ascot, fresh, first up. I think that's probably when we're going to see the best of him. I think that's uh, a good price. And I'm actually going to- I don't know be- if there's any tucking in. I don't think, I don't, nah, I can't see a tuck in. I don't see how that occurs. Just in the fact that there's so many other speed sort of horses um in the race drawn underneath. Like I, I can't see it getting across and then there being enough of a gap between Mervyn and the rest of the field to get cover. So Yeah, uh, well he's he's gonna be tagging tagging Mervyn in, in run as he often does. Um is in Pacific. Uh the other horse who I who I think I'll probably be having something on is River Bow on the quick backup as well. I think he can he can run a race. He's probably just gonna be parked in just behind the hot speed from gate seven, uh coming off a victory last Saturday. I think uh, I think River Bow is probably gonna be about twenty dollars plus better fair as well so probably they're, they're the two that I'd be leaning towards at a bit of value I, I agree with you I think Will Chino's soup the, probably the fastest horse in the race um, gate gate 16 is um, is means that she's going to have to be like vastly superior to these and at 420 I think she probably needs to be better uh, price wise so for me Indian Pacific I'll be having something on Indian Pacific and River Bow yeah, so I reckon I'll, if Indian Pacific wins I'll just make you about the punter I reckon really yeah, well, you reckon he's gone? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, cool. even if he's not gone, it's just the map, and I'm giving him every chance here, though, Bradley Neville. I'm helping you out here. I reckon mm. these type of bold statements usually end up backfiring. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just nowhere near it for me. I'm fifty to one um, in the Pacific. So wow, okay, great race. So BJ, as I said, great race. I, I doubt I'm going to back the winner. <laughs> yeah. So last year, the. Um, the Crawford was Elite Street, Rock Magic, Stage Man, and Indian Pacific was a close up fourth. So, yeah, it's good, good race. Good to see so many, um, so many class sprinters clashing, and uh, no one ducking and dodging. And there's a full field of sixteen to face the starters. Can't wait for that one. Okay, race eight is the Crown Perth Eurythmic Stakes, formerly known as the Northerly Stakes. We had a reshuffle of our race names um, at Ascot this carnival and now the um this race is honoring the mighty eurythmic who's in the australian racing hall of fame he won 47 he won 31 of 47 starts um and uh raced in the uh in the uh, early 1920s he won a caulfield cup sydney cup perth cup wa derby three caulfield stakes two melbourne stakes he was an absolute champion in his day and um yeah was west australia's first champion really and uh he is being honored with um i guess the race one of the races that really shapes the carnival in this 1400 meter set weights and penalties contest and um we've actually attracted 
significant nominations for for this round. We've got 14 to face the starter. Uh, plenty of good horses engaged, and this, of course, will obviously be a pointer to some of the features to come. God has chosen is resuming the very exciting horse from the Lindsay Smith Yard. Won a Belmont Sprint. Um, defeating Red Can Man um, got quite a hefty ratings penalty as a result but he's heading towards a railway stakes the informed resort man bringing, uh, bringing fitness and winter form to this particular race Massimo runs second in this race last year Cup Knights had a couple of cracks at this race and an interesting runner of course is last of the line uh, on the comeback who was on the comeback trail for Stephen Miller earlier this year and the $4, uh, $4 second favourite or favourite rather is Comfort Me Peter Nucky and Reese Radford who ran second in last year's Railway Stakes. Not a bad field to contest the first running of the Eurythmic Stakes. Terry? Yes. Good summation, BJ. You've done well. <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, the, the $4 Comfort Me is interesting. Did, what, what price do you open, Brad Bet, Comfort Me? No, it wasn't Brad Bet. I think Brad gets uh, pinged often for this, so let's make sure we don't, uh, don't always ping Brad. And don't get me wrong, one of my favourite pastimes – um, as you know, BJ is uh, is pinging Brad, um, but Brad was going to go up three dollars thirty. He's told me that. I don't think you'd mind me sharing that. He I was wasn't, got I wasn't pinging 30. Brad. That was just a general. Oh, I would. I would have been. But yep. uh, anyway, Green Green Tab have gone up thirteen dollars. Comfort me. Oh, what? So, right. Yeah. So Green Tab have gone up thirteen dollars. Comfort me. Um, and uh, so basically that adjusts all the other markets. Like they're, they're sort of the one people follow. But that I think that lasted a matter of minutes. I um, unfortunately wasn't the beneficiary of any of that price. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you've, you've basically been out of back comfort me each way, which is uh, it's pretty wild, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah look, I, I, uh, I think that uh, this is your best bet of the day, just about, I reckon, comfort mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, returned. The trials are great. Reese Radford said that he had a virus. Um, so I'm, I'm happy putting a line through that last prep, but this is, like, he's a, he's a proper racehorse. And because he's never won black type, he actually gets thrown in at set weights and penalties conditions. He's 101 C- rating. Compared to his, um, handicap is rating. rating. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. He gets in on the minimum. Um, he was just so dominant. Uh, ran second in the railway. It's the only time Peter Nucky's ridden him in a race mm-hmm. as well. It was, it was probably the run. It was the ride of the railway to get yep. him into the one, one from, from that particular gate. Uh, he's got tactical speed. The two quick horses outside of him. Excellent dream. Massimo come across. He should look to follow them across land somewhere behind them. Uh, if he happens to land in the breeze or an extra pair back, or I, I'm not too perturbed. I think this is the best horse. I just want him happy in the run, landing in the first six. That can be in second. That can be in fourth. That can be in sixth. Um, and getting clear air at the top of the straight and let him down. Those couple of trials and what I've seen and what I believe in this horse, and I've been a massive fan of this horse, as you know, BJ, for a, a long time. Yep. Um, yeah, he's he's the one for me. I, I can't understand that God has chosen his favourite over him off what we've seen at the trials, off the fact he's going to be a long way back, off the fact he's earned his weight winning a – um, an inferior Belmont sprint when Comfort Me has got two and a half kilos less running second in a railway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're talking sort of Resort Man, who I, I actually think Resort Man was super in that recent trial after a little setback. Um, he was scratched. Was I, really like, scratch I really like Resort Man. I think he's the big danger to uh, Yeah, I to think Comfort I marked Man. him. No, I did. I marked him third favourite. I've got Massimo, the forgotten horse, second favourite, I yep. think. Um, Massimo can just about cross. Depends what Luke and Holly want to do with Excellent Dream, but I think Massimo can just about cross 
Um, it might make more sense actually for for them to kick up with excellent dream. I thought it was a super on the Hannans. Um, but uh, Massimo out in front at set weights and penalties. Like this is your this is the proper forgotten horse of the race. Like he's a like look at look at what he's done. Look at what he's been faced with barrier wise, speed map wise, and he comes into a race with not much speed. I know the barrier is ordinary. I know Brad Parnham's opted for last of the line, which has surprised me. Mm-hmm. That might be an affiliation with Stephen Miller potentially because he's riding a lot for him at the moment. Yep. Um, but I think Massimo is the massively forgotten horse. But my blinkers are on Comfort Me. I I, I just think Comfort Me could win this and could win this year's railway. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah. The, the virus explains a few things, though, doesn't it? Like, it, he trialed enormous leading into the um, mm-hmm. the Northern Stakes last year. And, and when you watch the Northern Stakes, it was just like, well, that was, uh, yeah, kind of out of character. And then, then never fight a shot in the Roman Cup. Um, yeah, so that. I think uh, I know why as well. Because I had way too much money in the Roman <laughs> Cup at, at a really big price. I was the only person not to back Elite Street in Australia. <laughs> uh, the amount of texts I got, oh my God, $4 Elite Street. I said, how about you go and shove it up your <laughs> clack dog? There you go. Yeah, to, yeah. to me, it looks, looks like a, a race between Comfort Me and Resort Man. I'm just so impressed with what Michael Lane's been able to do with this, um, this six-year-old now. Uh, he won a Bolton, an Idyllic Prince, and a Farnley. Um, What's it? Uh, Thirty-five days between runs does have that that uh, excellent trial performance at Larkhill last Friday. He just looked like he was breathing fire behind Devoted. Brad Willer couldn't hold him slow enough. So if he gets if he gets daylight and gets a look at Comfort Me, he's going to make things very interesting late. Just the way that just the form he's in um, is resort man. But yeah, I think you've I think you've nailed this one, Terry. I think Comfort Me. He was uh, one of the most um, exciting prospects heading into the railway last uh, last year after some dominant ratings race, very fast ratings race wins. Uh, run second to, to Western Empire. Um, Freeza Radford's got him got him cherry right for this assignment. Look out! Looks like it's Comfort Me's race. Uh, I'm I'm lucky. I'm surprised that. Um, God has chosen is uh, as firm as he is in the market. Uh, top horse, but I would imagine that Lindsay Smith will be building him up slowly towards a, a railway stakes because with his handicappers rating, he's already qualified. So he can just sort of um, just plot his way to a railway without having to worry about qualification. Um, so for me, it just looks like it's uh, comfort me. The big danger is resort man. Okay. Resort man ahead of Massimo? Um, marginally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think if we're talking about resort man as a danger, I'm, I'm really even more confident with with comfort man. I just saw a notification come through as well. Bj Taj Dyson's off one of his rides today because he couldn't make the 54 kilos, and mm. I think that um, Street Parade was on 53 and a half. 53 so. and a half. Yeah. So just monitor that. He might not get the full claim, or he uh, he might be it might be someone else going on. That's uh, that is. is do, do we have to keep? Do we have to respect the Brad Parnham on last of the line? Cool. Um, yeah, I res- definitely respect it. I've, I've marked it a little bit shorter than what it yeah, currently is, I, yeah. I think. But you have to understand, I'm I'm pretty aggressive with my marking of Comfort Me. So, uh, actually, as aggressive as I am with Comfort Me, Massimo still overs yep. for me. Okay. Um, I was two fifty Comfort Me. I was seven dollars thirty Massimo. So, if it keeps wobbling, I, I probably get the opportunity to, to back and say. But I'm I'm eleven dollars. Got us chosen sixteen last of the line, and, and just I've a got good some horse, pretty Massimo, big numbers. He? He's just a good horse. Yeah. He is. He is. Yeah. I. I yeah. He is. I, I would have loved Brad Park. I think it's the type of ride that Brad gets bang on as well, that front running. Yeah. Strong, but um, 
Yeah, Black does, no slouch himself. I, I backed last line in the northerly last year. Um, I think it was about a $10 chance. And then mm. uh, I think he, and he, he wasn't cited until June the, the June this year um, after that race where he ran fourth to, to Star Trade. And then he then he carried 62 kilos to beat Sluicebox and Star Trade over a mile at, at Belmont. Two trials, really like the way he hit the line behind Riverbow in that um, Lark Hill September 27 trial and Brad Parnham opting for last of the line. There could be a bit in that because Brad's certainly got his eye in at the moment. Certainly does. Yeah, he certainly does. Taking advantage of a few, uh, a few absentees and riding a, a stack of winners. Sure is. All right. So Terry, what time is it? Come for me. Come for, come me? for, me, come time. for me time. All right. It's come for me time. I'll still be collecting me come for me time by the time <laughs> the last is running. <laughs> Bloody uh, hell. Isn't it, it is. Sad day is going to be fill up, isn't it? You got yeah, Halatorian, Yemen Lass. Oh, I don't know Halatorian will get any of my money. <laughs> Yemen Lass, Yemen Lass probably will. I'd like it to drift a little bit. 10 bucks would be nice. 10, 15 bucks would be nice. Uh, but it is time for the. Yeah, it's a good race too. The mm. Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, BJ. Who's it proudly brought to us by? Market City Meats, of course. Largest retail of course. shop in Perth, located in the Cannibale Markets, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, who was uh, on course at the opening of Ascot last Saturday. Um, uh, good to see you out there. Timmy, he runs the show. Swing Parson, Sagaday. Um, very good operators out there at Market City Meats. Best in the business, and Timmy will give you the red carpet treatment absolutely so congratulations to our joint uh winners last week that was episode 44 tim jardine and murray coombs um uh, they uh they both won themselves a gourmet beef package from market city meats now to enter the get out stakes this is race nine at ascot on saturday send us a tweet at the one one pod remember to at the one one pod us please punters a the winner of the last at a decimal winning margin two decimal places preferred and the sam white rule can never ever be forgotten terry First in wins the stakes. Is that it? That's it. Even if you're wrong. That's right. Just as long as you're the first entrant for the way you get the wrong horse, wrong <laughs> as long as you're the first entrant, you, you, you win. Uh, saw Sam White, actually, uh, at the races on Saturday. They, uh, it, was, it was good. Bumped into lots of lots of crew out there at Ascot on uh, Saturday. Yeah, so no, it's a good bunch. All right, race nine is the Quokka. Slot applications closed the 26th of October. Handicap. Does the one one going to get their own slot in the Quokka, Guru? I thought, we, I thought we'd already got one. Yeah. I've lodged the paperwork before October mm. 26. you got to get in for the Quokka $4 million slot race next April 15. So um, the get out stakes, race nine. This is a belter to finish the day, Terry. Um, got some real quality horses going around, including uh, the horse that will carry the number, set, number two saddlecloth, Devoted, one of the fancies for the railway stakes, Taj Dyson, Michael Grantham, currently $2.10 favourite. All the rage, but you've got to respect horses the calibre of tricks of the trade. Uh, Billy Ray wearing the same colours as Devoted. He's uh, he's back in action with Adam Durant. Good, good race to finish the day. Um, did you get close to that kind of price with Devoted in your market, Terry, or were you a bit longer? No, I'm flat even money, yeah. um, but I, I'm sort of – with Taj, hasn't been riding much lately. I I, I think he'll be able to – this is a jump uh, on speed sort of horse. He'll be able yeah. to land in fourth, fifth type thing. I think he'll get the job done. I think, I think Taj has had back-to-back-to-back suspensions, I think, hasn't he? So yeah. He hasn't been riding yeah. a lot at all. To me, it's um, – yeah, it's a show of faith in a really – 
prized asset, I think as well. I would have, yeah, if you're desperate for an apprentice, it should be Holly Watson, I'd suggest, or um, even Kesh potentially. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just wild to me. They're going, I just carry the 60 and a half and put on, um, and put a senior on, mm. to be honest with you. Um, yeah. What wild stuff with your railway stakes favorite. We're going to chuck an apprentice on first up. I just <laughs> think it's, it's just not, it's just not smart. So, but yeah, I think it'll win. I think it's, uh, I think it's a superstar devoted. I think it raced tractably. It's, it's probably the perfect apprentice horse in all fairness. It races yeah. tractably. It settles nicely. And it has a great turn of foot. Um, yeah, a, bit of pre- a bit of pressure on Taj too as well, wasn't it? Last race of the day. It is, yeah. Every, every man is. his dog will be watching. $2 yeah, favourite. Yeah, they're set on their apprentices, aren't they? I, I don't – yeah, they're set on their apprentices. I, I don't quite get it personally. Well, but, well um, tricks, of, tricks of the Trade devoted and Son of Bacchus were all entered for the Eurythmic Stakes as well, and they've opted to um, to go for the ratings option, which makes sense because the the Eurythmic is a set weights yeah, and penalties race. And if you happen to win that as a Tricks of the Trade devoted or Son of Bacchus, who rate they all rate mid eighties, then you um, if you're knocking off a horse like Massimo or God Has Chosen, who both rate in the mid one hundreds, um, or then. Um, you run the risk of getting a significant ratings penalty prior to the railway stakes. So the smart option is to go ratings race, then Asian bow and maybe Peters into a railway if you have to. So, which is why your devoteds and your tricks of the trades have opted to, to go back to this. Tricks of the trade, Colin Webster, they've just stuck with uh, regular rider Troy Turner to carry the 61, whereas the uh, Bob Peters and Michael Grantham have, have um, shown a massive amount of faith here in Taj Dyson to claim, take three off devoteds first up um yeah just trying to think the um how the race is going this is going to shape out we've got speed from mr delegator creator uh the great one might even push forward could be three wide no cover for the great one pat's got sass sort of started rolling forward a bit more often um last prep Brooklyn Pier rolled forward. I thought Saleo was pretty good in the Hannons the other day. Uh, didn't get a lot of luck. Um, she might be heading back. It's one in. of one of several that probably could have claims to have. Maybe they should have won it. Yeah. So she might be heading in a back in a real positive direction. So if this is a three wide train, um, yeah, Taj is just going to have to, <laughs> Taj is just going to have to be switched on. He's not going to get any favours on the even money pop wearing the cerise and white uh, in the last in a competitive field on on Saturday. That's all I can say. So. No, I, I certainly agree, but it'll be a case of if we uh, – it's the same as Treasure Star. I yeah. won't be uh, I won't be backing out. If I get my drift and I see 280 or something, I'll be having a really good go. Um, I have a very big opinion. I think the voter will win the race. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm okay if it wins at sort of 250, 240, 230 without me type thing. 250 might get me. I'll decide how many beers I've had. But, um, yeah, I – there's better places to probably step in um, at even money, but maybe we will get that drift. Uh, it, it's fascinating. So I actually marked, I didn't mark tricks that trade second favorite BJ. Right. Um, I've got a bit left to center with my second favorite. I've got creator as my second favorite back to Ascot. I thought it's running the uh, Hannons was just as good as all the unlucky ones. Yeah. Um, different horse on a, on a dry deck. Love Brad or Willie going on board. And I'm more just, I've just got it in my market there. I'm not backing it at, uh, at this stage and I probably, I probably won't, but if we get a really, on pace day, I think it can uh, cross and find the fence and run them along. Um, and just sort of each way, I think that probably may represent a, a touch more value. But just to make it clear, very keen devoted, but um, yeah, I might look at a futures bet or something and, and is, is cheer that, for it to win in that sense. Is Son of Bacchus a little bit of value? 
not for me. Didn't like it. Didn't like its last run all that much. So, yep. uh, and I always think it goes best first up rather than I think it's best run most preps tends to be first up. So, mm. um, but yeah, I wouldn't talk anyone out of backing it. But uh, look, I, I do think devoted will, will win this horse race. But um, it does make it very uh, interesting with with young Taj on. But he's got the job done for the three smart several times in the past, and yeah. He might be able to ride this poorly and it could still win. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm going to just hang around on Betfair, I think. Um, You're going to lurk. I'm going to lurk lurk and loiter. I'm half inclined to take on Taj in the last. Um, Oh, do I smell a lay of the day coming up here? No, not necessarily, but I I just – hang on. I just think – Well, it can't win. I just think from the – This is – Yeah, outrageous. Um, (laughs) No, no, I really – Really excited to see Devoted in action heading towards the Asian Bow and, and the railway and railway stakes. I just feel like there might be if I stick around long enough on Betfair, there might be a bit of value there for uh, for me to to um, have a couple of small specs. I think I might have something on Salaya just in case. Um, uh, tricks the trade if he if he gets out. He's a really really good horse, of course. Um, um, heading on a same similar path to Devoted, but yeah, just just a little bit cautious of the uh, three kilo apprentice on on this horse and and a high pressure race to finish the day. So you, I won't be diving in at anything too short for Devoted. I might be playing around in the get out stakes. All right, so let's uh, let's take a break. This says we'll be back with our best bets and our maddies and our lays for Eurythmic Stakes Day. We are back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Eurythmic Stakes Day. Terry, who was your Betfair best? Uh, comfort me, race eight. Uh, comfort me and race six, swear to God, give you two. Special special deal today. Special price. Uh, special price. <laughs> swear to God for me as well. Race six, he is my Betfair best of the day. You got a Maddie for us? Uh, yeah, we'll go with. I'll make it very clear. I want to be on Devoted and I'm very keen on Devoted, but Creator is uh, over double my price currently. But I won't be on if we uh, get a fair day here. It's a nice on-speed day and the rail is really good. Uh, creator each way. Um, $20 plus in the last all right, I'm fudging. I'm fudging two dollars mm. with my mm. Maddie, but I think we'll get mad prices on Bet, on the Betfair Exchange. That's betfair.com.au. Uh, in the Crawford race seven of the day, Indian Pacific currently best available nineteen dollars. I think that's a little bit mad. Well, I'm thinking about doing. Um, I haven't done any lays for a long time, so I might as soon as we finish this pod, jump on and I might put up forties for you. Oh, you built it. I'll put up thirties. I won't be that big of a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I will actually. As soon as we finish this podcast, I'm going to chuck a tweet up. All right. Sweet. I have to do it now because it's been recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My lay of the day, I'll go with race number seven, uh, Will Chino, the favourite. I just can't see how it wins from the map. But, uh, yeah, there'll be plenty more lays coming up on Betfair soon. Right. I'm... This horse is probably going to find the front, so there might, might be a little bit of a silly option here. But I'm, I think the Lexington City price is a bit short. Um, mm. Race four in that uh, in that thousand meter race. So currently, th- I think it's like three ten that I was just looking at somewhere. So um, Lexington City. Brave. Sorry, brave. Brave. Yeah, brave. Brave. And you had, uh, yeah, Lexington City is my uh, lay of the day. Very good. That's it. 